Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, January 7th, our very first episode of the new year. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. How was your New Year? It was good, man. It was filled with a ton of food and family, and I had my nephews and nieces uh, at home for a sleepover, so that was a lot of fun. Did mini golfing and a ton of beating my nephew playing FIFA in 2K, so uh, it was fun. (laughs) Nice mini golfing. Uh, my new year was the complete opposite. We decided to do a little, a little self quarantining with the family. So it was just my wife and I, and and the dog and the baby. Um, but I'll be honest with you, it was a, it was a little more low key, but we had a really good time. Made a couple of drinks, got to watch the ball drop. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Nice. Wait, and I, I don't know. I know the listeners don't know this, but you suffer an injury, so you're actually on the injury uh, reserve right now. Much like yeah. the Magic players. Yeah. yeah. Um, did the injury whole, happen? I, I was I was hoping we weren't going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to keep that off air, Al. I, I had to ask: Did it happen before New Year's or after New Year's? Man, it happened after New Year. What a okay. terrible way to start the New Year. Yes, I <laughs> suffered an injury. Um, I thought it'd be an amazing idea to. Um, to do a little what what is what is that what is that hobby that people do where they jump like back and forth through buildings and and on poles parkour parkour that thing yeah i did a little mini parkour in my house my my dog ended up stealing a toy from baby and i tried chasing after him and uh i jumped over the sofa and didn't make it long story short i broke a toe oh bro yes. you're aging we gotta we gotta realize we're aging we are sorry the new year broke a toe you know how they fix a broken toe how they just tie it to a new toe. They just tape it together. I assumed because I went. I went to the ER. Craziest thing. I went to the ER, but before I did, I went online and checked to see what was the wait time for these ERs. And um, the closest hospital ER said forty-five minutes. All right, cool, perfect. I didn't know how to treat a broken toe. I'm over here panicking because my toe is turning black, purple, and it's crooked. Like, I'm talking about you got four toes straight, and then the other one is like that way. Like completely on the other side, like as if these souls are afraid of each other. And I'm in the lobby with a broken toe in pain, mind you, for a solid two and a half hours before I got seen. Mm. My goodness. I know. Boy, bro, not not a way to start the new year, but it's all good. It's all good. It'll it'll get better. Your boy's in crutches. It's said about four to six weeks. So it's a good thing. I don't play basketball as much as I used to. Because if it was anything like I used to, then I would be a little more hurt by it. Do you go by the Orlando Magic uh, rules with injury? So those four to six weeks maybe come Dude, um, three months, six really, months? No, I'm, I'm out for a year and a half. Guaranteed. <laughs> hands, hands down. Hands down. Oh, Should we, I shouldn't even be doing this podcast right now. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually impressed that we're doing this. <laughs> no, that, that is commitment right there, bro. All right, man. So in today's episode, we're going to talk. I don't want to talk about my broken toe anymore. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know, big congrats to Franz Wagner, who ended up winning finally rookie of the month. So we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk a little bit more. I feel like the last couple of episodes we've been talking a lot of Franz Wagner, and why not keep that going? We're gonna talk about the 2021 year in review. 
Um, and then Al and I were going to share a little bit of our New Year resolution for the Orlando Magic. But before we get into that, um, my guy, Tracy McGrady, was recently on um, NBA TV talking about this new venture that he's going to be starting. He is going to be creating a one-on-one league, and he's going to call it the OBA, the One's Basketball Association yep. League. One's Basketball League Association. It's, it's going to be called the OBA. So my question to you, Al, is will this work? Now, granted, they've already tried this in a different segment. They, they tried it with the, the three-on-three, the big three, Ice Cube, and it's been successful. So much so, they even added three-on-three to the Olympics. Yep. It's a big deal. They make money. It's not, it wasn't a one-and-done. I can't tell you how many seasons the big three is, is currently in, but they, they're still going. You got players like Joe Johnson that ended up getting out of the league and playing in big three, and then because of big three, made it back into the NBA. Can this one-on-one league work? Do you see it working? So the only thing with that, that I, I can see it working if enough former NBA players, I don't know, G-leaguers or guys that, that, that can still play the game are doing it. But you will definitely need some big names in there uh, to make it work. The only concern that I have with, with that is one-on-one is kind of boring to watch. It can be fun, but it can be kind of boring Like at the same time. So I, I don't know how you make it entertaining uh, enough to watch, let's say, on Fox Sports or whatever they're going to be televising this this thing. Um, so I'm intrigued by it, but like I said, you would need some big names. Like if you throw Vince Carter in there, I'll be watching for sure uh, as a Vince Carter fan. Team like against Vince, that'd be fun to watch. Um, but again, it, it's I don't know. He's got to get creative to make it work. What do you so think? I, I think I think that's that's part of the the reason why the big three was so successful. It's because he has so many of these names that we were all still like have so much nostalgia with that we still were able to see them play the Allen Iverson, the the uh, Stephen Jackson. Like you still were able to see these players play that you that you still love, and I think it was like the perfect middle ground because their game wasn't good enough to still be in the NBA, but it was still competitive enough where they all got paid equally. Um, it was on Fox Sports, like it was still out there so i'm curious to see how much of that weight would fall on uh, this brand new league um because from what they say or or how they describe it that it's not going to be a tournament it's going to be an actual one-on-one league um and really the only requirement is that you know it's, it's for 18 years and, and up so it, it could really be for anything i really hope that's not you know, tied into because what I've been seeing a lot on the YouTube in the YouTube world is that there's been a lot of YouTubers doing this one-on-one league. I want to say it was maybe Bleacher Report or Hoops High, but I, or House House of Highlights, one of the two. They they've already started doing like these YouTuber one-on-one basketball tournaments. So I hope it's not like that. If they can take some of the guys from the big three and and throw them into this, you know, one-on-one tournament league, I think that'd be I think that'd be dope. Yeah, I think that's what that will make it successful. It's if you have names that you can say, "Hey, man, I want to tune in." Like you, got, I don't know, I don't think it's gonna happen, but Allen Iverson out there playing one on one, like that'll be fun as hell to watch. So it, it just again it has to have some some big time names, um, and then you have to make it professional enough. Like the big three, that's what they did. You know, they had a deal with Fox Sports where they had the games televised, so it made it feel official. It can't be like, "Oh, turning to YouTube to watch the games." No, no, no. You got to make this thing legit. If it's going to have a chance. Um, and while I get anybody over 18 can play, 
again, you don't want to have T-Mac playing against some kid from California that nobody's heard of. Like, that, that wouldn't really be too fun to watch. Yeah, but or maybe you, it will be. You think, you think T-Mac would play in it? I don't think T-Mac would play in it. He should. I don't think he, he would. At least the first year to kind of get the thing, things going. No, I don't think he would. It'd be nice to see some of the uh, old school and one players, the professor, maybe some, fun. some hot sizzle, like those guys. That'd be fun to watch. Throw Ray for Austin so, back in there. Skip to my loop. Oh, yeah. See? See, we need we need to send him, send him a DM. Let him know. Yo, we go after the one mixtape, guys. We've got to get T-Mag to come on the podcast and talk about it. <laughs> there you go. You work <laughs> on that and you let me know how that goes. All right, man. So these last couple games have been rough, man. We got a loss against Milwaukee, Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia. I'll be honest with you. These last couple games, they're, they're different losses, all right? And we're we're not going to say we we talked about not believing in like moral moral victories and and things of that nature, but you know the, this team looks a lot better. We've gotten players coming back. We had Terrence Ross coming back, Chuma coming back, uh, Cole Anthony. We got to see him back for a game before that little mild scare that that we had. But how exciting has has these last couple of games um, been for you? And and where are some of the things that stood out to you? Man, it's, it's been fun. Uh, even the Milwaukee game, the score is kind of deceiving because it was closer than that. At the end, it kind of got away from us. But the surprising thing is, man, we played four really, really good teams in the Eastern Conference, and we battled really till the end with every single one of them. And when you consider that three of those games didn't have Cole Anthony in the lineup, it's even more impressive. Uh, Mobamba is just getting back as well. Chumokiki is only getting back. So we played well with a limited roster. Um, but again, Franz Wagner is playing like a freaking all-star out there. So he's making it possible for us to have a chance. Um, so it's been really fun, especially yesterday against Philly. It was a really, really good game. The Chicago game was fun. The Boston game, really, all these games have been fun to watch. Um, and we were talking about this off-air. The result hasn't been a win, but it's a win in our eyes. Because, again, we're kind of back to tanking again. We're kind of back to looking at, hey, if we lose, oh, well. But we want to see development. We want to see the young players playing well. And we're seeing that. These guys are playing extremely well. Cole Anthony came back yesterday and dropped over 20 points again. Uh, again, so we're seeing the young players continue to develop, play hard, and compete against the best teams in the East. It gives you hope so that when this team gets healthy, you know things are going to be better for sure. Yeah, we, listen, we haven't won. I get it. But we're playing good basketball. Overtime game against Boston. Really good fight against Philly and Chicago. You mentioned Milwaukee. Um, am I am I losing sleep that we lost? No. No. All I want this year is to watch you guys, these guys develop. We've already seen massive development from Franz Wagner. We've seen massive development from Cole Anthony. We're not winning games. I'm not worried about it just because I know what's going to happen at the end. Right, The end that we're looking at is return of Markel Fultz, return of Jonathan Isaac, and oh yeah, the draft. All right, This is supposed to be another one of those years where you can add a really high-quality player. And it's one of those things where you can't have too much of those. We're worried about this one player that we desperately need that plays a specific role that we've been waiting for him to come back for a really long time, and he's still out. And in this draft, you could potentially find his replacement. I'm not saying replace him, but I'm just saying that you're no longer relying on that individual. Jonathan Isaac. Yep. Didn't get that. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> so 
man, I, I think it's it's been a fun couple of games, and I really, really like what I've seen from them, you know, thus far. And hopefully, we can kind of carry that over as well. Yeah, and one important thing too is so we all this losing, Detroit kind of actually surpassed us, or I guess we're That's worse right. than them. So we're actually uh, the worst team in the league right now. Which again, to many, this will make them really happy, and we have the best odds right now to land the number one pick. Um, I think me and you both feel the same way, though. We're kind of watching these games. We're not really hoping for a loss or win. We're letting things play out. Just because of the way things worked out last year in the lottery, it, it doesn't matter. we got to wait until the lottery to see where we're going to land. Um, but you're giving yourself good odds. And right now, it feels like Detroit and Orlando are completely just far ahead uh, over any other team right now when it comes to landing the best odds. So unless we bounce back in the second half of the season and Markel comes back and J.I. and we start winning five games in a row, six games in a row. Which could happen. We, it, it could. The way we're playing right now, it definitely could. That may be the only thing that may, may put a, a damper into the, those hopes of landing a top pick. But in my opinion, man, I think the front office will do their job in making sure that we, uh, we stay within at least a top three range. Because in my opinion, if you land one of the top three power forwards in this draft, you're winning. Any one of them will, will be a good fit in Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get Franz Wagner that just, the dude is consistent, man. So much so that the man finally got recognition from the NBA when he won the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month for the month of December. Dude averaged 19.5 points a game, 5.1 rebounds, 3.1 assists. The dude has been balling. How does it feel to know that the Magic finally got a little recognition and Franz Wagner still number one on that rookie ladder getting the recognition that he deserves from the media? Man, it feels good. I know some may say, oh, we got it last year with uh, with uh, Hampton, RJ Hampton in May. Yeah, but that, was, that didn't feel the same because we were just kind of just ending the season. End of the know. season. This one, this one feels good. Uh, we know that he's rank, getting up there in the rankings. He's surpassing Mobley and, and Barnes. It feels good for the NBA to say, yes, he, he's earned it. He's the rookie of the month of December in the Eastern Conference. Um, and, man, I mean, he's earned it. This kid has done so well in his time, especially every month that goes by. He's getting better and better. The most impressive thing to me, man, is the shooting. 47% from the field in December, 40% from, from three-point range, and a career high, 38 points uh, against Milwaukee on December 28th. I mean, well-deserved. Again, I've said this a million times. This kid surprises me more and more every passing game. Um, he's scoring over Janice. He's scoring over Embiid. Making it look easy out there against these top defenders in the NBA. It's it's amazing to me. Again, the, I know we put a cap on what his, on his ceiling can be. I think we made a big mistake. I think we have no idea how good this kid can be. That's as simple no idea. as it gets. No idea. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And, and we talked about this before. He's a rookie. So we know at the bare minimum, this is what we're going to get, right? Knock on wood as long as he continues to stay healthy, motivated, things of that nature. Um, but Hoops Hype, they had this evaluation where they noted that Wagner's time with the ball increased from 2.3 seconds um, per touch in the first 23 games to 3.9 eight seconds meaning that this dude is having a ball in his hands so much more than he did early on in the season you can tell that he's getting way more comfortable with the basketball and what i love most about franz wagner's game is that he doesn't force anything like everything is really just happening naturally within the flow of the game and he does it so easy so smooth that it really does look effortless 
and he's just surprising a lot of people. He's pissing off a lot of Toronto Raptor fans, which is amazing, and we're all for it. Um, and he's he's definitely one of the the bright spots that we've had, you know, this, this past year. You can really pinpoint at the Orlando Magic and say, man, we can't stay healthy, we can't win games, new coaching staff. Um, Jalen Suggs isn't what we expected, but he's like the one the one thing that you can really point out and say, I didn't expect that. Like Franz Wagner is the twist in that movie that you weren't expecting, and they ended up just twisting it on you and kind of really took you for a loop and surprised the crap out of you. And it he's he's did. someone that, you know, is it's it's great that he's getting because how do you win rookie of the year if you don't win rookie of the month? Like yep. we got that part out of the way. Now let's do it again. Like this was going into the second week where he's still number one on the rookie ladder. And this dude is still dropping over 20 points a game. And you know what's scary? Like I, I just realized this yesterday. Actually, Sunday's game against Washington coming up will be our 40th game of the season. So pretty much halfway through the season. So he's done it for one half of the season already. I mean, you got to knock on every single wood you have in your home and anywhere that he just stays healthy. That's the, I think if he stays healthy, he will have really, really good odds at winning that, that uh, rookie of the year. Remember, the healthier we get, the more attention those players will draw away from Franz Wagner, the easier the game will get for him. So again, that's why I, I, we've seen so much from him with the ball on his hands. When Markel comes back, it's a different game for him. It's now cutting. It's now shooting wide open threes. So I can't wait to see that level of his game. Like, what would that look like? We've seen now what it looks like when he holds the ball in his hands. He's really good at it. What about when he just plays, again, that cutting and that shooting game wide open? I think he'll be even better. So I'm excited, man. It's, 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 the sky's the limit for this kid. And I can't wait for, again, Jalen Sucks to come back. And hopefully he comes back like Cole did last year after the injury, where he kind of just took it up a notch. Uh, learning on the sidelines, learning from the coaching staff. The game slows down for you a little bit. If that happens, and now you have Suggs and him playing extremely well, my goodness. I'm curious to see how his game is impacted with Jonathan Isaac and Markel coming back and, and Jalen Suggs. Like I'm curious to see, you know, will will we see will we see his production kind of dent a little bit? I mean, obviously you will see a difference because you're not going to be expecting Franz to do as much because now there's help and support. But I'm curious to see how well he will be able to adjust to it. Um, and the great thing about Franz is that his teammates really rally around him. People really like him. He's a likable guy. You have someone like Cole Anthony that has really been pushing for Franz Wagner. Cole Anthony quoted saying that he's going to start calling Franz Rookie of the Year. He's going to start calling him Roy. He said he's going to speak to the NBA's Rookie of the Year award into existence for Franz Wagner. Um, is this is this serious? Like, we're Rookie of the Month. Uh, number one on the rookie ladder, like is this serious? Does he really have, you know, the 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 ability to win rookie of the year? Is that is that a realistic outcome for Franz Wagner? And I know that he's great, and I know that we are all um, biased, but on the NBA scale, can he win rookie of the year? I think the only thing that can get in the way would either be health. Or hitting that rookie wall and maybe it lasting too long. But again, I don't see that with Franz, man, because the way that he plays the game, like you said earlier, he lets the game come to him. He doesn't need to create off the dribble. He doesn't need to attack and force things. He lets the game come to him. And I think because of that, he can sustain this. And for him to average 15 points a night, it seems easy. A couple of cuts to the basket, a wide open three, a couple of free yeah, throws. You expect, you expect it now. Yeah, it's because again, the way that he plays, it's not forcing it. He's not taking 30 shots a night. He's taking 12 
15 and putting up numbers. Um, so I can I can believe this can be sustainable. I got my doubts on again how things will look when we get healthier. I mean, will he have enough shots? I think he's earned it. That's the biggest thing. I think back in October, November, I would have told you, hell no. When GI comes back, he's gonna take 20 shots a night. This is his team. Guess what, buddy? You sat on the sidelines way too long. And, and Franz came in and took over the show. Yeah, if you ask me. France's got to have a bigger role on offense than J.I. Off, right off the bat. Now, if J.I. comes in and he's amazing and, and he's killing it, then yeah, the serving so, let him be the man. But right now, I think Cole Anthony and France have taken over and kind of said, hey, we, we deserve to to get some shots here, even when we get healthy. Dude, I think that's that's one of the major things I absolutely love about Cole Anthony is that this dude is like the ultimate hype man. Every time that anyone says anything positive about any of his guys, whether it be uh, Franz or Wendell or Mo Bamba. Like this dude is reposting on his story on Instagram. He's he's always talking positive. Anytime he does an interview, he's not just talking about me, myself, and I. He's bringing you know his teammates around and saying that's a team effort. And shout out to this guy. Shout out to that guy. You know he's really he's 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 the glue. Like you, you talk about leadership. Cole Anthony is doing that. Like Cole Anthony's first game back, dropped twenty six point seven assists, five rebounds had a really big night and he's over here talking about how he wants to make sure that he's calling Franz Wagner rookie of the year in essence to remind him that that's the type of player that you are and can get to. He's not talking about how he had an amazing game. Yep. I think, I think you, you look at how, how kind of everything like full circle Cole Anthony on draft night was in Brooklyn at the Barclays center cheering his new teammates on, right? Welcome to the team. They drafted a point guard. He was just drafted the year before, yep. and he's still cheering. Welcome to the team. And now you have him leading this team this whole entire season, being as vocal as he is, whether it's him playing or him on the bench in the sideline because he's hurt. This is the type of player that you absolutely need on every single team. Someone that's a vocal leader. And I think that, you know, watching Cole Anthony's growth from last year is also a big contribution to the players around him. And I think that that's really feeding off of, you know, Franz Wagner. Yeah, man. All you got to do is look at Cole Anthony on the, on the sidelines, whether he is on street clothes and he's injured or he's actually playing in the game. Dude is celebrating for every teammate, no matter what it is out there. Dude is the first one to come in and give him high fives on a timeout. I mean, when you talk about somebody who leads by example, but also displace it you know how, the, the leadership aspect of it we haven't had a player like that like i mean markel is a quiet leader ji is the same way um france very very emotional he shows it on the court but again not very vocal cole is the opposite cole is out there he's the first one to to go and get on the in front of the cameras uh to cheer players on on the bench you love to see it i mean i can't recall another orlando magic player in recent memory with that kind of attitude and then that leads to also eyes on the magic. ESPN pays attention all of a sudden. NBA TV is talking about Cole Anthony. The social media is going off yesterday with his uh, three-pointer from the logo. Like it was, it kept getting uh, attention on social media. Cole Anthony is getting recognition. And I think it helps. The fact how he is, his personality, is going to make him into a superstar if his play can back it up. Yeah, and listen, he just got to stay healthy. So one of the biggest questions was during the Philadelphia game, Cole Anthony had a little injury and literally moments later we see a potential injury with Franz Wagner. What is going on with all these injuries? 
who do you blame the injuries on? Is it literally just bad luck? Do we blame it on the medical staff? Like, who's the point? Who are we pointing the finger at with these injuries? So I know a lot of people want to hear it's the medical team, the, the medical staff. You want to blame them right away, right? But the reality is, man, these injuries are not pa- like happening in practice. It's not like, oh, it's a hamstring injury where, you know, they didn't warm up enough. These are legit basketball injuries. Markel doing a Euro step, Tony CL, J.I., same thing. Cole Anthony went for a three-point shot last night, landed on Mo Bamba's foot. Like, how can you prevent those things? Uh, Franz Wagner on a fast break. Follows, I, I don't even know. I, I missed it at the game live, but I saw him on the floor. Just simply, again, sprain his ankle. As a medical staff, what can you do? Like, how can you blame them for those injuries? If it was things like, I don't know, I don't even know what, but things that are happening in practice, it's injuries that are nagging players over and over again. But again, in my opinion, these are just basketball injuries, are things that you really cannot prevent. Um, unless, I mean, the ankle injuries would be wearing a high top sneakers, like Curry does in these days, and put yourself those those ankle brace. But that's a, that's a player choice. You, you got to be comfortable wearing those things in the game. Um, so I don't know, man. It, it's really confusing. But all I can tell you is it's like there's a dark cloud at Amway, man, because it feels like whenever things are going well, for some reason, someone gets injured. And we've gotten lucky now three times. Cole Anthony's ankle sprain yesterday looked really bad. Thankfully, he came back into the game. France, same thing. And Wendell, a few weeks back, looked really bad, the injury, and he's fine. So something is changing. They're getting hurt, but they're coming back quick at the very least. Whereas last year in 2021, somebody went down and it was automatically three months. How about you? Who, who do you blame it on? Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer, restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's hard because it's it's easy to blame it on the medical staff. Like, to your department, bro. Like, why not blame it on you, right? Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. Um, you got certain, you got other people blaming it on Alex Martins. You got people blaming it on the coaching staff. Like, you, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's it's a game of basketball, man. I I broke my toe from jumping over the sofa. Like these <laughs> dudes are six foot nine, two hundred thirty pounds. You know, running up and down the floor like lions. Like, 
it is is bound to happen. Why it's happening so much to us? We don't know. There's there's really not one person to blame. Everyone can sit back and and listen to this and and act like we're all doctors and and we understand all these these injuries and how they happen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I can only tell you from my experience. When I play basketball, I've always, always, always made sure that I had ankle support. Always. Tape. Braces. Big-ass socks. Like, I made sure that I had these things. And it prevented injuries, but injuries can still happen. Yep. Like, you you have so many moving parts when you're playing basketball. Your knees, your back, your ankles. Like, so many different things can happen. It's just very unfortunate that, it, dude, it just keeps happening to us, and there's no way of stopping it. Now, the great thing is that you're right. We saw, you know, Colin Franz, you know, come back. It wasn't anything like like major to where they're they're gone for X amount of time. When we saw Wendell Carter get strolled off in a wheelchair, we were like, man, that's it. He's done for the season. And we saw a really quick return from from Wendell. So, yeah, I, I will say that it has been, you know, a really good look to see these players come back, you know, fast from injuries. I just wish that there was a way for us to like make sure that these injuries are more like how much are we investing in, in injury prevention, right? Not saying that the magic aren't, but a nice article or research from somebody would be nice. Like I'm curious to see what that would look like. Now, how much is it talked about? How much is it focused on? Um, because it's, it's something that has really been haunting us for a really long time. It is. I mean, I just hope, I just really, really hope we can some way, somehow put that behind us. But I will give credit. I don't know to who. If it's the coaching staff, I don't know who's calling the shots right now. But like, again, yesterday you had Cole Anthony, you had France uh, leaving the game. I'm 99% sure that last year on the Clifford staff, those guys would not have come back. They would have been shut down. They would have been in the game. And I don't know, maybe would have missed a couple of weeks. I don't know. Right now, like I said, even Wendell, crazy looking injury. And all of a sudden, he came back two games later. So one thing is changing with this team, and that is that they're throwing the guys back out there again, whereas I feel like in the past, that wasn't really the case. Now, someone may, t- may say to me, what about Suggs? What about J.I.? I can't tell you those situations. I don't know what's going on in the actual training room. But when injuries are happening on the court that we're, we're seeing them, these guys are being thrown out there again a day, two days later. And that's refreshing because I do feel like we have babied our players way too much in the past and maybe we are still doing it with some players, but it is refreshing to see that, hey, somebody's sprained an ankle, go retape it, get back out there again. So re- refresh my memory, Jalen Suggs, sprained thumb, was it? Yeah. Okay. But the issue with him was the shooting hand, so that could be an issue. You know, you need to have that thumb ah. 100% well when he gets back, otherwise he's not really uh, usable out there. Cool, I guess. All right. <laughs> so, um, you were at the Magic game um, against the Philadelphia. I heard it on the TV screen. Tell me how when when you hear the Sixers fans taking over Amway late in the game with chance of MVP for Joel Embiid. What what are your what are your thoughts? What are your like? You're you're there live. Like, tell me what what goes through your mind when you hear MVP chance at a home game. For an opposing team's best player. You know what made it worse? And what made me send out that tweet last night? It was the fact that Embiid was actually asking the fans to cheer on for the team. And for him, the, the MVP chance. He, was, he kept asking for it. And he kept getting it. So next to him is Cole Anthony. 
and the look, the guy looks dejected because he played hard, he played a great game, and here he is hearing MVP chants for his opponent that he's trying to beat at home in Orlando. We don't give so, MVP chants to our own players. Correct. So here's my thing. I, I mean, I've been through this game enough. I've seen the Lakers fans. I've seen the Warriors fans. I've seen the Miami Heat fans. It, it is what it is. I get it. We're, we suck right now. We're not winning. I understand all of that. But man, last night honestly was embarrassing. You were at opening night when the Knicks fans took over the arena. Even that wasn't that bad. Last night, even freaking Seth Curry hit that dagger when he hit that little mid-range shot to put the game, I think, up 12 at that point or 10 points. He came out dancing out of that. And the same thing, asking for noise from the Philly fans. And he got it. So it's like a home game for them. And I was just like, this is not right. Like, I get it. Again, I understand what people say on social media. But something's got to change. Because I feel bad for our young players that are trying so hard, trying to build a winning culture in Orlando. And this is what they're getting exposed to at home. That's, that, that can be fun. As a player, I wouldn't be comfortable. It, it will feel weird to me to be in that situation. It, it reminds me of, like, let's say that this was college basketball. Let's just say, right? And you're, you're trying to get one of these players that you're trying to recruit. Say, hey, come over here on campus, and you know, we'll take you to the game so that you're able to see the environment and blah, blah, blah. There's no way that you can use that as a, as a, as a selling tip. Like, uh-uh. you can't. It's embarrassing. It's bad because, like, every single time that we play against these teams, it, it keeps happening. Whether it's the Sixers, the Knicks, the the Golden State Warriors, like it's 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 bad. Like, dude, it is. in in Orlando, Florida, seriously, how many Sixers fans are there really? How many? Apparently, like from, from from Philadelphia, like, come apparently, there's quite a bit, man. Because last night, the place Philly? was jumping. <laughs> no, nobody rock, nobody rocked with the Sixers like that. They just, they just don't. The Knicks, I understand. Listen, Orlando is an area where a lot of people from the New York area they come down. The Knicks, I get. Miami, whatever, right? Golden State, Steph Curry, I get it. But Philly, we're, we're saying MVP chance in Orlando. Philly for Joel Embiid, out of all people, there were Eagles chants. For the for the Philadelphia Eagles at the You're game. Lying. No, I'm telling you, I, I I've it. never lost my cool. I've I've been going to every game for the last Stop five it. years. I've never lost my cool with that situation. And bro, yesterday I lost it because I'm like, what is this? Like it legit felt like I was at Philadelphia. That's I'm like, bad. what is this? That is bad. That's and rough. Again, and again, the biggest thing was seeing Cole Anthony next to Embiid getting. I mean, the place was rocking with MVP chance for him. And he's Cole Anthony next to him, looking like. He got knocked out. Like, it wasn't fun. It was not fun. So so back in October, there was a company called PixWise that did a study that was compromised with data collecting, you know, home game attendance and kind of ranking all the different teams on the most loyal fans. Okay? So the Orlando Magic were listed as number 17th in the NBA, most loyal fans. Now, it's not entirely bad. It could be worse. The Orlando Magic were ranked higher than the Nets, the Sixers, Hawks, and Bucks. And this is just data collected from like the last nine years. Like, let's be honest. How have we really done the last nine years? What do we have to show for it? Yeah. So the only thing that's really going to change 
the chance that keep happening for the opposing team is that we really need to change. Like these, these are all they're bandwagon. Nobody likes Philly. Like there's, there's no way that there's this hidden Philadelphia small community that meets up at a bar every game day on the weekend to watch these games. It's not happening. It's not. But you have these people that they're not solely sold on the Orlando Magic because they moved to Orlando already following another team. So they're not, they don't love the home team yet. In order for yes. that to change, these are the seeds that need to grow right now. And I, I hope that when Franz hears it, Cole, RJ Hampton, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, Markel, I hope when they hear it, that pisses them off to, to be like, all right, it's happening right now. Happening right now. But that's not going to be that way, you know, a year from now. You know, I, I saw a clip of Tobias Harris in a home game in Philadelphia. He had a turnover and his own fans booed him. Yep. They booed him. Yep. But we're in Orlando and we're doing MVP chance for Joel Embiid. My God. Yeah, something's got to change. And I think it starts with winning. I think once we start winning, the loyal fans and also the average fan will go to Magic Games and support their local teams. But it's just embarrassing, man. Like I said, it's I understand that the point of view people have, which is we suck right now. Why waste our money seeing this product? I understand. But, man, it's, again, it's embarrassing. That's all I can say. Yeah. All right. In other news, the Orlando Magic will keep Schofield. We place him on a two-way deal. And we are waving Mulder to create a room in the roster for him. What are your thoughts on what the Magic are doing with with their two ways? How, like how do you it. like this this addition? I like it. I mean, he's earned it. I think he played really well. Uh, his first few games, he was killing it from three point range. That kind of cooled off a little bit. But you gotta like the energy that he brings to the table. Uh, he can play the three and the four. We 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 have a need there, uh, especially like a third stringer, four four stringer. Um, so I can see why that move was made. I just wish that it was Iggy that was gone and we either would have kept Mulder or we would have kept a different two-way player, uh, whoever it may be. Um, I think Gravit did a great job playing the point guard for us. And I, I really would like to see him stick with the team and maybe he will. I don't know. Maybe there's another move coming tomorrow, Saturday. I don't know, but just looking at it today, uh, happy for Schofield. I just wish it wasn't Mulder that was gone. We, we could use a shooting that Mulder once in a blue moon, comes in and, and, and shot, shoots the ball well. He's a threat, at least, from three-point range. And that, we need that. Yeah, I just, I, w- I wish that I understood the strategy behind the two-way. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that for right now, because I'm going to touch base on that in, in the next few minutes. But I wish that we knew the direction of the two-way, because right now it just kind of seems like our two-ways are band-aids, where something happens, we miss a player, these band-aids are being put in to kind of stop the bleeding a little bit. Uh, but we're, we're going to move forward to the 2021 year in review. All right. Happy New Year's. We're celebrating this new year. We're now in this new era of Orlando Magic basketball 2022, where a lot of different things are going to happen. The return of Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, MCW, each one more. Uh, hopefully Jalen Suggs really, really soon. This new coaching staff. But we've really dealt with a lot of injuries. And that has kind of been like the... The, the title of our movie with this team looking back not just the injuries but what were some of the the things that you enjoyed from this team this last year and looking back at the trade deadline 
with kind of seeing the production that we have now, how do you think we do? So, I mean, I think the year unfortunately started with that Markel injury. Actually, today, it's been exactly a year. So we're recording this. It's going to go live Friday, but today, Thursday, that we're recording uh, was exactly a year ago that we lost Markel to, to that uh, ACL tear. Um, I think that's the theme of the year for us. 2021, injuries and losing. That's basically what, what it came down to. Um, so obviously, from that perspective, looking at the positive of it, I'm always a positive person. We got Franz... We got Cole playing at a high level because he got tons of minutes. We got Jalen Suggs. That was all possible because of the trade deadline. That was possible because of the injuries. And that was possible because of the losing. So, yes, not ideal. After we had been in the playoffs the last two years, to be at this spot right now, worst record in the NBA. But I think down the road, we'll look back at this year's and say, hey, especially 2021, it was a good opportunity for us to get better because of that, what happened to us that year. Um, of course, nobody likes to see injury, injured players, especially a guy like Markel. But ultimately, I think we'll look back at this and be thankful that we got the players that we have um, because of it. Trade deadline spe specifically, um, man, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a bad move. I think the Magic did a great job every, all around it. Uh, we were not going to keep Fournier. That's the only one that people have said. Two, for, two second rounders, that's it. In reality, we traded two months of Evan Fournier for two second rounders. Like it wasn't like we traded the player. He's not even playing for Boston anymore. Um, and everyone else, you look at Aaron Gordon, you look at Vucevic, they're playing really well for their teams. Their teams are playing well. But honestly, in Orlando, their time was up. And what we got in return again, you look at Wendell, Franz, draft picks, salary cap relief, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, who's balling now. Man, I think the Magic did a great job all around when it came to the trade that line. Uh, so yeah, I can't, I mean, yes, a lot of negative things happen to us, but I think the positives outweigh the negatives in 2021. I think the the crazy part is that, you know, for what we got, like the tangible that we got right now, it's been really great for us. RJ Hampton, for as much as you know, people aren't, people are expecting more, he still has been playing really well. Franz Wagner, it's really worked out for us. Uh, you you look and it's like still not over yet. Like uh -uh. we're it's like it's like Christmas, man. It's still it's still given. We still have, you know, the Nuggets twenty twenty five first round pick. We still have the Bulls twenty twenty three first round pick. Like we still have these things that we have in our arsenal to either draft or or to use as uh, assets to be able to make other moves. And I think that you know you're you're right. You look back, and I know some people have been uh, very uh critics on on this front office they've done a really good job at the very least what you can say is they haven't done any stupid moves yeah they haven't put us back they haven't mortgaged our future for nothing we still own all our draft picks everything what is one bad contract that they've done not a single one people single people one. were saying that we overpaid nicola vooch I, I mean, he was a two-time All-Star after that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that they've they've done a lot of of a lot of great things. I'm really really happy about um, that. People really shouldn't shouldn't complain about. I still see comments every now and then. They're like, "Fire the front office. Why? For what? What have they done bad? They're conservative. They're secret about everything." 
but it's worked out so far. What are, what are some of your disappointments from anything in general from 2021? Disappointments. Um, obviously, I think the lottery worked out for us. We, we ended up getting two solid players, but let's not lie to ourselves. I think all of us Magic fans wanted that first, second, or third uh, draft pick. Um, ideally, getting a guy like Jalen Green, getting a guy like Cade, that was the hope, right? Um, again, things have worked out enough. We, we may have drafted the rookie of the year instead. So things have worked out okay for us. But initially, that was a huge disappointment for us. We really wanted a higher draft pick. Um, and the second one for me, it's got to be Jonathan Isaac. The fact that we haven't seen him yet in 2021. Um, he got hurt, let's not forget, August of 2020. So entering 2021, the idea was we're going to see him in October. We're going to see him in November. Heck, the latest in December. GI hasn't been seen yet. We've talked about this at length, so I'm not going to go too, too in-depth in this. But to me, those are the two things that to me um, were disappointments. The fact that the lottery didn't play out for us when we wanted to. And the fact that J.I., unfortunately, has not seen the court in 2021. How about you? Um, so I, I, I'm going to pick something a little that's not as obvious. We can sit here and say most disappointing is the injuries, most disappointing is not seeing Jonathan Isaac. But just kind of thinking outside of the box. And I gave a lot of praise to the front office. But now I'm going to kind of throw a little dirt. All right. I wish, I wish that there was a more, a bigger plan for their two-way contracts. And what I mean by that is the Orlando Magic ended up trading their 33rd pick in the second round. This pick was uh, Jason Preston. Jason Preston played for Boone, was an Orlando kid, and ended up playing in Ohio. If you haven't seen a story, the story is crazy. I wished that the Magic would at least have one of their two. It's just one. I'm not saying all of them. Just one. wish we would have that project. And one player that you're trying to develop into something. And I just feel like we don't, I feel like that is a missed opportunity. Why do we have the Lakeland magic if we're not using it for that purpose? Yep. Why? Why? That was the whole point of us having our own G League team before the rest of the NBA decided to do the exact same thing was to be able to have development. And I feel like <clears throat> the magic, we're just using that as a first aid kit. As a replacement players. Granted, I understand the importance of, of that right now with how the team is fighting through COVID and injuries and things of that nature. Just wish one. And I wish that one of them could be a local kid. Could be Jason Preston. Could be Taco Fall. Could be a player from yep. UCF. A local kid. If it was a local kid, I guarantee you that there'll be more people from the Orlando area going to these Lakeland Magic games to be able to watch and support. For Guarantee sure. it. I just but wish I, that there was more planned. There's one thing that I'm disappointed that I'm disappointed that we keep trading away our second round picks, yes. that there's no like clear direction with our G League players for that two-way play, for that two-way I mean, slot. Think about this too. Like we, we keep saying, oh, we don't have enough room. We have too many young guys already. We, we can't keep drafting all the second rounders. But man, we've passed up on some really, really good players. Look at BJ Boston, another kid that was supposed to be a first round pick, dropped in the draft. You, you got a pick available. Like you're saying, if it's not Preston, take a gamble on BJ Boston. Say, hey, go to Lakeland, prove me you, you're, you're worth it. And right now, the same way that Schofield got called up to, to a two way contract, give BJ Johnson that chance. You know, 
when injuries happen, call him up and give him a chance at the NBA level while we're losing so many games. You might find a little a little hidden gem there that, that we're not expecting to shine and all of a sudden becomes a decent role player or, heck, a star in Orlando. But again, like you said, I completely agree with you. That's a really good observation. I just think it goes beyond 2021. That has been an issue with this front office. They do not use the second rounders at all. I felt like they, we were we we initiated that temporarily with Manet. Yep. We initiated that. And then that didn't last long. Yep. We gave at it all. up. So what would you say then? If you could create, like, what would be one New Year's resolution? We talked about the the injuries, uh, the things that we like, didn't like. What would you say would be a great New Year's resolution? What would be your New Year's resolution for this team? For this team, um, it's a big year for us, man. 2022 is a big year, and it could be a defining year because we are going to have another top pick. We're going to have some salary cap space in the summer. you got to decide what to do with Mo Bamba. You may have to decide what to do with Jonathan Isaac if you draft a one of the top three power forwards in the draft. It's going to be a fun, 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 like April through July for Magic fans. There's a lot that's going to be happening that's franchise changing. It could potentially be. Um, my Honestly, my year resolution for the Magic is simply to continue to be smart for our front office. And by that, I mean... Don't fall in love. Again, we, we know the Jonathan Isaac story. He's a kid that has been developed to be the man in Orlando. Hasn't been healthy, unfortunately. Don't be afraid to, to, make, to make a move if it makes sense. If you got a top pick and you know, you know who your guy is and it plays the same position as Jonathan Isaac, make a decision. It may, not be, it may not be a favorable one at first, but don't be afraid. But the biggest thing for me is make smart decisions the same way that they've done it all these years. We don't have a bad contract. We have a ton of picks. We have salary cap space. Continue to make the right moves because ultimately it will all pay off. And I think the team has to be really, really smart and it starts with the front office. For our coaching staff, is continue to trust the young players. Um, Tim Frazier kept playing 40 minutes a night for us while RJ Hampton was playing 12. While we're here losing in a development year, why? Thankfully, that changed the last few games, and we're seeing RJ Hampton play more. So my second thing is let the young guys play. Let them get, get them on the court. Allow them to see the game slow down for them because that would help us tremendously next year when we should be a little more competitive. Yeah, my New Year's resolution, and I agree with with everything that you said, but my New Year's resolution is, is for there to be a smooth transition um, or integration from vets. You really think about how many players that we really don't have playing that would play on a nightly basis. And I really don't want us to lose any momentum. Like my fear is we bring Markel Fultz, he's one more, the MCW, and then we lose kind of that push. Like RJ Hampton isn't playing as much as he should be playing as it is. What's going to end up happening when these guys come in? Like, how much is his development going to be hindered? Now, we need these guys to be competitive. Like, I'm I, I, I'm ready for MCW to come back. I'm, I enjoy watching MCW play. I know I'm in, the, in the, the very small minority that thinks that. But I can't wait for him to come back because I like the intensity. I like the hustle. I just don't want that to hurt RJ Hampton. I don't want that to take away from Jalen Suggs when it's time for him to return. 
So I'm I'm praying and I'm hoping that there is an easy, my New Year's resolution is that there's an easy integration. Now, at the same time, I don't want Mosley to play 12 players a night. I don't want that. Exactly. He's going to have to keep that down to eight, nine players. But at the same time, like, I'm curious to see the direction that ends up happening once we get all the vets. Is it really still developing? Is it winning games? Is it a little bit of both? So it's, it's going to be fun to watch to see kind of what ends up happening. I feel like it's a, it's a damn soap opera because there's, <laughs> there's so many different changes that, that could happen so fast. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. So again, if you're a Magic fan and you don't, you're kind of again down because of the losing and stuff, we, we all are. But be excited because, again, a lot's happening. You got the trade deadline coming up in a month. You got the lottery a few months after that. You got the draft after that. You got the team with salary cap space for the first time in years with a smart front office making decisions. It could be a really, really fun six months here. Again, I know we're going through a lot right now. And then, of course, you got the summer league. You get to see our brand new rookie playing potentially with France and Suggs at Summer League a few games. It's a lot of fun stuff to coming up for the Magic. So deal with it. In my mind, man, I, I it sounds weird, but I, I don't want the season to end. But I'm watching every game just to watch, enjoying it. I'm, I'm not trying to hope for a win, for a loss. I'm just watching the games. I want to see the players develop. But I also know in the back of my head, things will get really, really fun as each month passes. Um, so stay positive, support this team, and Again, good things are coming. And I think the solution to your issue, um, and it's going to be the trade that line. You're either going to have to trade some of these vets or right after, you may have to cut some of them and call, call up some Lakeland guys to fill up the roster. Because again, oh I don't God, think... Here we go. Ah, I'm, I'm just saying. Bring, bring, out, bring out the first aid kit. And bring, bring it out. Well, you know who I want to get called up, right? No, uh, yeah, it's not. Let's just, just leave him. He's okay where he's at. This, there's him. three guys, actually, I wouldn't mind. So Kennedy... P.J. Johnson and Hassani. I think they, they, they need a chance to, to, to get some minutes in the NBA if injuries continue to happen. If not, just as, at least to experience the NBA. It's January, so we know. Okay, at, the, at this point, we know Markel and Jonathan. Like it's only a matter of time. At this point, it's only a matter of time, right? We're not really going to go a whole another 40-plus games and not have these guys come back. At this point, we know that it's within the next – it's got to be within the, less, the next 30 days, right? Because Jonathan Markel Isaac sure. December. Jonathan Isaac Mark, said December. Listen, Markel, for sure. I honestly would not, I would not be surprised if we don't see J.I. at this point, man. For him not to be at practice at this point, like Markel was a month ago, I don't know. All right, man. It's, stop, stop. Why, are you, why are you doing that to me? Why are you depressing me? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a wrap for this episode. A lot of things that has gone down in 2021. Really looking forward to all the amazing things that will be happening this really short entry too year 22 and that's a wrap with me and i appreciate you guys listening catch you guys next week thank you for listening to the ozone podcast the voice of magic fans follow us on twitter and instagram at the ozone pod and remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms